It's the second Friday in January. We notice a little stretch in the evenings. Hi, hello there. A very good evening to you once again, and you're very welcome along to the show. We're live on Ross FM this Friday evening till 5. 083 is the text number of Ross FM here in Ross Common Town. It's just nine minutes after four o'clock on this Friday evening. It's Feel Good Friday across Ross Common Town. And this message just came in to me there. It said, hello and good afternoon. You might say that in memory of Ashling Murphy, I'm organising a candlelit vigil on the post office side of the square in Roscommon Town this evening, Friday at 6pm. Masks and socially distant. I have been in contact with Garthi in Roscommon Station and they are very supportive in regard of this. If anyone would like to come along, they're very, very welcome. Uh, please share this with anyone you wish. Uh, and thank you to Nia for sending me in that message. Coming up on this evening's show, I'll be speaking with Sinead Duffy from the Institute of Guidance Counsellors. And there's a message in here that says you might ask Sinead about apprenticeships. I will do that. She'd be talking apprenticeships, going to college, going to college in the UK, grants, that and much, much more. That's all to come this Friday evening on Feel Good Friday. Sinead will be on the air in about 10 minutes' time with me. She'll be joining me about 20 past uh, four this Friday evening. I'll also have a look back through the years in our Forgotten Memories section, our Feel Good Friday thoughts, and I'll rock towards the weekend at about 10 minutes to five this Friday evening. Delighted to have you on board. I hope you'll be able to stay with me on this Friday evening on Feel Good Friday evening. Thank you, Kathleen, for your message as well. Delighted to have you on board. Friday evening, 13 minutes, headed on 14 minutes after 4 o'clock. Taking a look back through the decades in our Forgotten Memories section, the 14th of January, taking you back to 1965. The Taoiseach Sean Lamas visits Belfast for a historic meeting with Prime Minister Terence O'Neill. Looking back to the 11th of January, this time to 1972, and Longford poet Porrick Cullum dies aged 90 years. And in 1988, on the 11th of January, John Hune and Jerry Adams, they meet in Belfast. Going back through the week, on the 10th of January, 1922, Arthur Griffith is elected president of the Provisional Government and uh, De Valera and his supporters walk out of the Dáil. In 1952, on the 10th of January, an Aer Lingus plane crashes in Wales with the loss of 20 lives and anti-apartheid demonstrations take place in Ireland as Ireland plays. South Africa in rugby. Going back through the week, the 9th of January 1967, and the National Farmers Association brings the country to a stop with some protests and roadblocks. And you may have heard of author Peg Sayers. Most people remember her from her book Peg from the Leaven Search. Well, in 1952, on the 8th of January, she travelled to Dublin for the very first time. Some requests and dedications on this Friday evening. We have them in on 083 Four, eight. I have to say hello to Noreen Conway who's with me in Glinsk in Galway. Thanks for your message Noreen good afternoon to you and thank you for making contact with Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening and also listening in on the Radio Garden app is Maeve Duffy in Kilkelly. Thank you for coming my way. Delighted to have you on board Good luck to TJ and Leo at soccer training tomorrow and be good for your mammy and daddy this evening. That's a message in on uh, the text message in service 083 85997 four eight it's a quarter past four on this friday evening the sounds very specially for tj 
and also for Leo. Good luck with the soccer training. That's your song. That's the sounds of Madonna. And that's called Like a Prayer on this Friday evening. This is Ross FM 94.6, your community station broadcasting live from Roscommon Town. It's almost 20 minutes after 4 o'clock on this Feel Good Friday. I'll be joined by Institute of Guidance Counsellor Sinead Duffy. She'll be with me live on the phone right outside the commercial break. But ahead of that, our Feel Good Friday thought for this Friday evening. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Ross FM. Welcome back to Feel Good Friday. This is your station, Ross FM 94.6. You're tuned to Feel Good Friday. You're tuned to Ross FM 94.6, broadcasting across Roscommon Town. Thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. We're live on the Radio Garden app. We're also on the TuneIn app. It's the second Friday in January into the brand new year and we can notice a stretch in the evenings but it also means it's approaching a stressful time for students as they start to think about what they want to do at the end of the summer in September and that's what we want to talk about for the next little while. I'm joined by a member of the Institute of Guidance Counsellors in Ireland. Miss Sinead Duffy joins me on the line. You're there Sinead? Good afternoon, Joe, and all your listeners. I'm here ready to answer your queries. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me on this Friday afternoon. I'm right, it is a stressful time for Leaving Cert students. It is, indeed. There's an awful lot expected of students and, indeed, their parents this time of year. Um, I suppose the focus really is on deadlines for college application, in particular college application in Ireland, the deadline being the 1st of February to have the full CAO application completed by. If students are applying, uh, I would advise them to have their number uh, retrieved by the 20th of January. That's the early bird for CAO. And once they have their number, they can work on this application every day, right up until the deadline on the 1st of February at 5pm. So indeed, it is stressful. However, they should follow the guidance that has been given to them by their teachers, by their guidance counsellor, their parents, friends that have gone to college before them, and just to tune in to what they're actually good at, what they enjoy, what their passion is, and to be true to themselves. And in that way, if they follow their skills, abilities, what they like and what they enjoy doing, the stress can be minimised. And in my day, Sinead, all of this was done on paper and you got one shot at it. I understand now that it's all online. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it has moved to the online system now for quite a while. Not to give away your age, Joe, but um, it is, I suppose, in my estimation, it's probably a better system. There's less chance of errors. Um, All the information is there online as well to assist the student. But I suppose, in a sense, it's, it's, it's their first time doing it, and that's what leads to the complications. So to keep it simple, um, to get an application number, really CAO are looking for personal details. The student would set up a password, and then they have access to their CAO application form. Now, on that application form, there are two separate lists of courses, so students can apply to their Level 8 Honours Degree programmes. They can also apply to their Level 6 and 7 which would be certificate courses or ordinary degree courses. So on both lists, 
they've actually a choice of 10 courses. Now, the strategy for their application is that uh, they must put down their order of preference on both of those lists. So uh, technically speaking, the course that they most want needs to go at number one. That is what they are hoping to do. Uh, followed by the next course they would take if they didn't get offered their first choice, followed by their third course that they would take if they didn't get offered the first and second. So they call that the order of preference. It really is a strategy for application. Students need to tune into that. Now, however, from my dealing with students over the last number of years, I would find that students are in... The, the panic mode filling out CAO because they're also trying to study and trying to uh, think about mock papers and practical exams. So they they put the courses down on CAO, but they don't put the thought into the order of preference. And, you know, in one way that is that is fine for now because during the change of mind window, which will open up later on in the year from the 5th of May to the 1st of July, the students have the opportunity to change their CAO form. They can remove everything if they really want it off CAO and start again, provided a course isn't restricted. Or what I normally see students doing is they'll take stock of the order of preference at that point. They'll decide at that point from doing further research what should go in first place, what should go in second place, and maybe move things around. They might additionally add a new course that has come on stream at that point too. So there's plenty of opportunities, what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make students or parents feel more assured in the process. But I would advise students, get the courses down, have a look at them, think about them, and then put time into the order. It is really important. So just for clarity then, to make sure that we're very aware of it, the deadline is the 1st of February they have to have their pre-application done by the 20th of January and then choose their order. But later on, in a period between May and June, they can change that order. Would that be a fair summary of it? Yeah, well, yes, exactly. Like Students can apply right up to the 1st of February, but to save yourself money really uh, 30 euros the discounted fee up to the 20th of January and after that it goes up to 45 so my advice would be get the number work on the application right up to the first and yes the change of mind actually stretches out to the first of July so when you think about it um, the exams will please God be completed at that stage and students might be in a better position to put thought into it uh, following the completion of their leave and cert exams. So it's a very stressful time for them around points and all of that. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the access programmes that might help them to get a place or a course in college that they were interested in if they didn't actually get the number of points that was necessary for the course. I will indeed, Joe. And just to to touch on points for a second there, as you mention it, it has become the focal point really of of CAO, uh, particularly in the last two years with accredited grades. Students are worried about points and their achievement of points. And as we were all aware of, students have actually got the maximum amount of points for courses and still not got in. Hopefully this year, um, things will start to improve with the sitting of the Leaving Cert exams. And it'll see a a new sense of normality around that. But certainly points are, uh, you know, it's it's trying to achieve the maximum amount for the course that they want. Now, um, there are schemes available 
for students to get into college on lower points. And there are two access programs. The first one is called the DARE program. And that is for students that have any disability or indeed learning difficulty that has affected their education. And um, the student would fill out that application alongside CAO. So it's on the CAO form. It's all online. They have five questions to answer detailing their disability or learning difficulty. And then they must also get an educational impact statement, which is normally written by their guidance counsellor, plus documentation from, we'll say, for example, a psychologist or uh, a psychiatrist, if it was a mental health condition, or if it was an ongoing illness, a a consultant report to detail whatever the disability may be. Now, I suppose there's quite a lot of detail in that, but the benefit of it is, is that the student could ultimately get into college on up to 60 points lower. Um, and the same with the HERE programme, but the HERE programme focuses on socioeconomic status of a family. So if it was a lower socioeconomic status, for example, if the family had a medical card, if they had low income, if the parents were in non-professional work and hadn't attended college themselves, there's a possibility, again, through the HERE application with CAO, that the, the, sorry, the student could get into college on up to 60 points lower. So that's another option for students as they fill in their CEO forum. And what about a student who wants to apply for a college course outside the country? Is that done on the CEO forum? No, CAO is strictly for college in Ireland. Um, now, some students will apply to college in the UK, and that is done through the UCAS system. And uh, this year, UCAS has an extension of the deadline. Uh, students can apply to UCAS up until the 26th of January. So there's still time if students would consider this. And what's become very popular, actually, is that students apply to Northern Ireland. Uh, it's very accessible, naturally enough, from, from Ireland. And also the University of Ulster will provide health bursaries for health science courses. So they don't have the extreme fees that you would have in, say, mainland UK. Um, and for mental health and adult nursing, also it's covered by bursary. So it's an extra encouragement for students in those particular categories or for a student that would find it difficult due to points to get into a course in Ireland. It gives them a second chance. Now, like I had mentioned previously, CAO, you have 20 course choices really across uh, three different levels with UCAS, the student would have five choices. So it seems a little bit lower, but there is no order of preference. So the students would um, apply to each course independently, in a sense, and they could be offered each of the courses depending on their predicted grades or their personal statement. And um, then they must select one if they get offered it firmly and then one as insurance. So it's, it, is a, it is a very different application form. I would highly advise students, though, to apply to it. I think really the more applications, the better. If they're talking about stress, you have to think of, well, where's my window of opportunity here? What can I apply to? How can I minimise the stress? You know, if you focus on one thing, then really we all know the story of all the eggs in one basket. We have to think of maybe, you know, having multiple opportunities, trying to uh, look at the opportunities beyond one thing. So that's my advice. So hopefully. And, and sorry to cut across you there, but you mentioned a couple of times already the deadline for CEO was the 1st of February. When is the deadline for UCAS? That now is the 26th of January. 
So it's earlier than CAO, but it's uh, an extension on their normal deadline. So it gives students now after Christmas a better chance, I suppose, to think about it. Um, and it remains open till 6pm actually on that date and I know from again experience I would have students last minute of course that would apply but the thing about it is is uh, research is key so research find out what's out there if you find a course you like you've nothing got to lose by applying you don't have to accept it and if you get offered something from UCAS and CAO uh, the ball is in your court you can decide then what course choice you want to to take. I like your expression there, not all your eggs in the one basket and apply for as many options as you can. I'm with Sinead Duffy from the Institute of Guidance Counsellors in Ireland on this Feel Good Friday afternoon on Ross FM 94.6 and we're discussing choices that students have. We've been talking about colleges in Ireland applied through the CEO system and colleges in Northern Ireland and mainland UK that are applied through the UCAS system with a deadline on that one of the 26th of January and a deadline for the CEO of the 1st of February. But there are Sinead students who don't want to go to college at all. Are there options for them or are there options where they can do some work or they can train in other areas? Maybe you talk us through a little bit of that, please. Indeed, Joe. And, you know, firstly, I'd highly commend students that make the decision that college is not for them. It's a very difficult decision to make because... The focus seems to be through the media that it has to be college. Uh, Again, it does not suit everybody. You know, colleges don't release the statistics of one in six first year students drop out in first, you know, in the first year of a course simply because they may have jumped on that bandwagon going because everybody else is going, not doing the research. So I'm a big believer in apprenticeships. I think they're a fantastic opportunity for young people Um, Within a few years, students are paid and trained either in a trade or a new generation apprentice. And of course, uh, apprenticeships are very scarce at the moment. And if something is in scarce supply, it probably means more money for the person providing it. How does somebody apply for an apprenticeship, say, to be an electrician or a plumber, a carpenter, all those skills? Yes, it's very true what you said there. The the apprenticeships are industry-led. So these are the places where there are vacancies. These are the places where industries are saying we need more personnel in this area. So they are advertising and they're looking for young people. So the first step, if a student is looking for a trade, is to make sure that their CV is up to date and it highlights them as being very enterprising, practical, hardworking. Uh, If it's an electrical apprenticeship, but they have an aptitude for maths, Uh, And to send that CV into potential employers with a cover letter detailing that they're interested in starting an apprenticeship maybe in August or maybe in September. Normally what happens is um, apprenticeships are advertised. They can be advertised through the apprenticeship.ie website or on different other alternative websites or it could be through word of mouth. So the student would apply. First step is find the employer. And when they find the employer, as I said, a CV or an application form is, is completed, there may be an interview. Normally what happens is the employer will take on the student for a month's trial basis to make sure that they're suited to the apprentice, um, apprenticeship sorry, or, um, and likewise that the, the student is happy there. Um, so it's a two-way street. 
and then they will start. So it's broken up into seven phases normally. Now, these are the trade apprenticeships I'm talking about, like if a student wants to be an electrician or plumber, and they're on the job, off the job training. Now, the benefit is payment throughout the entire four years. So when they're on the job, they're paid by the employer. When they're off the job in the training centre, they're paid by SOLIS or the ETBs. So it's definitely something that students should consider because of the financial implications, but also because of the scarcity of them in the workforce at the moment. So if a student doesn't want to go to college or doesn't want to leave the country to study and they've decided that an apprenticeship is not for them, are there any other routes or options that are available to them? Uh, There are. There are uh, several alternative routes. Just to also mention, though, on apprenticeships, when we mention them, it's nearly always trade students think about. Now, uh, the, the new generation apprenticeships are actually professional apprenticeships. We have had, um, I've had in my experience, students that have gone on to be insurance practitioners, level eight, honours degree through an apprenticeship. It's three-year course uh, of working and online training at the same time. So I suppose I just want to bring the awareness that there are now 61 apprenticeships in Ireland uh, over 17 different sectors and further information can be found on apprenticeship.ie alternatively though to an apprenticeship a post leaving cert course at level 5 is an excellent um, what would I say experience for students to undertake an excellent course for students to do you know at 17 or 18 some students will say they they simply do not know what they're good at. They don't know what they want to do. A PLC can be done in any career area. So if a student was interested in animal care, they could do it in that. Nursing, they could do a year in that. Social care, um, uh, software engineering, business. And, you know, some of these PLCs are done locally in, in, in schools. So to check those out um, regionally as well. And um, they're countrywide. So it will not only give students the academic training in that particular career field, but they will have work experience also. Now, the value of work experience is real. Well, it's invaluable, I would say, in, in guiding the student. Do I like it? Do I not like it? I've had students that just wanted to do a PLC in nursing for a year just to see. And some have come back. They didn't like it at all. Now, certainly... The profession of nursing is very difficult at the moment. It maybe is the wrong time, in a sense, to get a true flavour of the job. But what I'm saying is, is that is learning too. If you did a PLC in something for a year, found out you didn't like it, at least you're not signed up for four years of a degree in it. And if a student comes home and tells their parents or the people at home that love them that I want to go straight into the workforce, is that a parent's worst nightmare to hear that? Or what do you say to students who are thinking about that? Um, it is, I suppose, tricky in a sense, but parents would worry, well, you know, um, my child is different, they're not getting qualification. But maybe it is the best decision at that time. It really is an individual decision. And I think as parents, it's very important to tune in to really what the student, what their child wants um, what they need to benefit from. There is like there is so much to be learned by even taking a year out and working for that year. And during that year, they may build up their kind their skill set. 
They may make contacts with people that have brought them in to a new course. They have networked. They have talked. So working is very valuable. And, you know, if a student is doing the Leave and Cert Applied program, they may already have, through their work experience, built up contacts with employers, and they are quite happy to start the work. They, have, they know at that stage that's what they like, that's what they're hoping to do, and I think it has huge benefits. So we mentioned earlier that uh, students might have uh, difficult financial backgrounds, and we mentioned the Here and Dare programmes that might help them through that. But what about the grants that are available to students if they do apply to go to college? Where do you apply for those grants, and how do you go about it? Uh, yes, Joe, uh, the grant system, again, very popular application. It is the SUSE grant, is what it's referred to as, so www.suzy.ie is where you get the information. It is, um, I suppose, it's, it's very valuable to students because financially it will assist them with college. It can assist them with maintenance as well as fees. Now, the fees I'm talking about, even though it's free education, they always have to register in college. That's approximately, at the moment, it's €3,000 per year. So the grant can cover that. Also, the grant is transferable to, say, the UK, which we talked about. Now, it doesn't cover fees in the UK, but it can cover maintenance. Uh, And also for PLC courses, students can use it for maintenance. And is there an income threshold for parents or for the student to get a grant at the moment? Yes, it is based on income thresholds. Um, So the income threshold is set for 2021. And if you look online, those thresholds are all um, done out on a table. But for, say, approximately, they're broken into. There's a special rate grant for um, very low income families. So students could benefit from getting almost €6,000 in terms of maintenance, which would be given in nine instalments, right down to, it goes through then, the standard 100% grant, a 75% grant, 50%, 25%, right down to €755, if I'm correct on that. So it really ranges from almost 6000 to just over €700. So as well as that, as well as those figures, the student could also be covered for their 3000 registration fee. So it has great worth. Now, I will say that um, it is a long application. It's very detailed. It isn't open yet. We're hoping it'll open in March. Uh, normally, it has to be completed by the summer prior to the CAO offers. And I know then students will worry. They'll say, well, I don't know where I'm going. I'm not sure if it's the honours degree. I'm not sure if I'll get do the PLC. So I would say apply as if you were going to the highest level that you intend going on. If you had intended going to do your honours degree programme but actually did your PLC, your information stays the same. They just adjust what course you're on. So apply early. It's a detailed application. There will be evidence of income required or evidence of social welfare payment. And all of those things take time to process. They need to be, um, the documentation needs to be in place and um, it's, it's again, if you leave it to the last minute, obviously the first instalment of a grant then will be delayed. So just the advice is start early and you can save the application as you go along.
Sinead Duffy, your mind of information. I want to thank you for joining me on this Friday evening on Feel Good Friday on Ross FM. And one final question to you. What would be your best piece of advice as a member of the Institute of Guidance Counsellors and a practising guidance counsellor to leave insert students right now in the middle of January as they face into a difficult few months? Well, it's been a pleasure talking, Joe, to you and your listeners, and I hope it's of some benefit to people that are listening out there. It is a difficult time. We'll all acknowledge that. It's, I would say don't. It's not the end of the world if things don't work out. I hope that I've pointed out that the focus can sometimes be CAO, uh, college application. There are loads of ways. When I mention PLC, PLC courses actually get you into college with much, with much less stress. Um, my advice to Leave Insert students would be to plan. Make sure that when you're planning, you're setting smart goals, that what you're trying to achieve is achievable, that you're not overestimating, because that will lead to di- disappointment. Um, so make sure that your goals are smart, that they're strategic, they're timely, Um, You take action to fulfill them. And also, really the baseline of making your decision, try to be true to yourself. Uh, We all can be influenced by our friends applying to this, that and the other. But try and focus on research whatever course or opportunity you're going for. Research it in detail. Make sure you're, you're aware of every subject that you'd have to study on that course or on that training. And make sure that it matches you, that it matches your skills, it matches your passion. And I will say, trust your own judgment on that and get advice where you need it. But I just want to wish all of the Leaving Cert students the very best of luck. I know you've had a lot of challenges, particularly over the last two years. But, you know, it has built your resilience. Think of it now positively. And it has prepared you in terms of IT skills for the future as well. All right. So I'm wishing you all the best of luck. And look, seek advice if you need it. Sinead Duffy, a member of the Institute of Guidance Counselors in Ireland. Thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. You're listening to Ross FM 94.6. We're back rocking towards the weekend right outside these. Stay with me. It's just gone a quarter to five on this Friday evening. You are with Feel Good Friday across Roscommon Town and across the world on www.rossfm.ie. A few messages into the show, it says hello. Tuning in from sunny Cyprus and loving the afternoon show. Thank you for the music from Harriet. I also got to say hello and uh, good evening uh, to, uh, it says, uh, please play one for us from Leo, Eamon and Mickey. They're listening to us in Dublin. They too say they're on the show I've just been handed some of the winners from the BT Young Scientist exhibition excuse me while I move my pages here I want to say congratulations to Kate from Squalwera in Strokestown you were highly commended this afternoon at the BT Young Scientist Roscommon Community College has two projects highly commended firstly well done to Sean and your project and also to Maraid and to Tommy also congratulations to Joanna from Castlereagh Community School well done on your highly commended project and to um, Maraid Maria, Amy and Zoe from Carrick and Shannon Community School and I also want to say heartiest congratulations to Hannah Stenson she's been unearthing the hidden potential of the Irish dung beetle, what a classy thing for a Leave Insert student to be doing she won first prize in the Senior Individual Biological and Ecological Sciences section this afternoon at the BT Young Scientist Exhibition Hannah Stenson is from Carrick and Shannon in County Leitrim, we'll play this one for all of you, thank you for joining me on Feel Good Friday. 
Well done again, Kate, from Squalwara in Strokestown, to Sean, to Moraith, and to Tommy from Roscommon Community College, to Ria, to Amy, and to Zoe from Carrick and Shannon Community School, and to Joanna from Castle Community School, and in particular to Hannah Stenson from Leitrim, unearthing the hidden potential of the dung beetle got first place in the biological and ecological sciences category. Congratulations to you, Hannah, and well done. Delighted to be able to bring you those messages on the radio on this Friday evening. Just also want to remind you as well uh, of the vigil that's going to take place outside the post office uh, in Roscommon Town, uh, on the square in Roscommon Town, outside the post office. It's going to be masked and socially distant this evening. It's at six o'clock and it is supported by uh, Roscommon Garda Station and it's in memory of Ashling Murphy. What a tragedy and our deepest sympathies to the family there as well. We're rocking towards the weekend. It's 10 minutes away from 5 o'clock on this Friday evening. Ross FM. 0838599748. If you want a final request on the show, I'd be delighted to play it for you. They're rocking towards the weekend on a feel-good Friday evening on Ross FM 94.6. Taking you back with Tiffany on Ross FM. And I think we're alone now. It's two minutes away from five o'clock on a feel-good Friday evening across Roscommon Town. That means two minutes away from Aiden Raftery and Friday Sports. Just a couple of quick texts before I go. It says, great show and uh, the best of luck for the coming year and every success to Ross FM from Seamus. Also, congratulations again to Hannah and your award that comes in for me Dell. delighted to bring those two final ones in on this Friday evening my special thanks to Sinead Duffy from the Institute of Guidance Counsellors in Ireland for joining me on this Friday evening uh, speaking about uh, college courses and the access to college and how you might go about it and the very best of luck to every Leave Cert student who is planning their future right now in a difficult time as Sinead Duffy said be true to yourselves I'll be back next Friday evening with more of the same between five excuse me between four and five until then do take care of yourselves take care of one another Aidan Raftery is next as always if you see someone without a smile do give them one of yours a very good evening Ross FM